0: Hello and welcome to Raising a Healthy Family Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Schwartz. Today I have on the podcast Jessica Thorne. She is a registered nurse. She is a sleep training coach and a coach to you as the mom. And I'm super excited about this episode. I actually worked with Jessica when Tommy was about four months old I was getting no sleep and I needed something to change and so she was a godsend we get into that in this episode and also she shares When is the appropriate time to start sleep training if that's something you want to do? What age do babies produce melatonin and their circadian rhythm? So they are ready to take on sort of a sleep training schedule. We get into the success of nap times, the success of when your baby is sleeping, you're sleeping. So we touch on all of it. And we also touch on how to keep your toddler in their own bed if they're getting out of their bed in the middle of the night and coming into your room how to gently get them to stay into their bed. So this episode is for any mom who is in the depths of sleep training hell. We have all been there, especially with newborns, um, and I just think it's so important that self-care, you can be the best version of yourself as a mama when you're getting sleep, and your baby thrives off of having that sleep and schedule, so let's get right into it. Okay, I'm so excited just to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, and so cool. I know, I know, right? Like you helped me so drastically 2 years ago when Tommy was like 4 or 5 months with sleep coaching and sleep training and then we actually know each other from Stroller Strides with our firstborn. I think or was it your firstborn or your second?
1: The first one. And yes. I not believe how old
0: they are. Oh, yeah. And they, uh, same
1: month, right? June. Yeah, they both turned six. They're oh, my God.
0: I know. So. What what we thought life was difficult then when we just had one baby and we were able to go to a workout class.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now it's impossible. I know. Like I know. Three,
0: so I know. There. I know. I know. Okay. So. I want to get sort of right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, like how you got into like mama coaching and specifically with sleep coaching. What sort of drew you to that?
1: Yeah. So I I guess it starts with my background. So I'm a registered nurse and um, I've been, I worked in the NICU. So with little teeny tiny babies for a long time. And then I've been working in um, a pediatric cardiac unit. So I see all ages from babies, toddlers, up to some adults, but mostly I work still with the babies and, and toddlers. Okay. And, um, I guess for me, I got into the mama coach and sleep training, um, really because from the nurse side of me, I was like, there has to be something better for sleep. Like I'm struggling as a mom here. I have three kiddos. I'm struggling as a mom. I go to work, and somehow at work, we we make like our babies sleep great. I don't know how, um, but I was like, there has to be some science behind this kind of thing. Yeah, between sleep and um, you know, like good quality of life, and I don't know, you're adding in like your joy as a mom, right? Yes. So, Um, I actually ended up finding the mama coach online and it's a group of registered nurses, which to me is a huge, um, it's a huge point for me because Mm -hmm. to me that means that there's like evidence-based practices behind what they do. Yeah. So, um, all of the mama coaches, um, like gosh, worldwide at this point, um, are all registered nurses. So, for me, that was a huge selling point. I wanted to be involved in this kind of company that um, promoted evidence-based practices in helping moms get to the best spot that they can be in um, specifically for sleep training.
0: Yes. Which I think is so crucial because I know that, you know, and everybody comes to this sort of like sleep training thing with their own sort of set of beliefs or, you know, all the things and like, for me, like both my babies, I know I'm pregnant with my third, but both my babies didn't sleep through the night. Like they were up like every two hours to nurse. And like, I, I was just like a zombie and I was crying. And like, I remember driving at one point feeling like, I call my husband, and I'm like, I don't even think that I should be driving. Like, I'm like delirious. Like, I need sleep. Like, something has to change. I was desperate, and I think it's so important for women, for moms, to know that like it's okay if you need that sort of help, and you don't have to like be a slave to your baby every single time. Like, setting them up for success to sleep is is okay.
1: Absolutely. And I think another huge point for me with the Mama Coach was like I want to make motherhood easier for you and also like let's do whatever is best for you like if sleeping if co-sleeping with your baby is working for you then don't change it like let's yeah. work with that how can we change feeding so that maybe your guys are getting longer stretches you know like, yeah this is about I think I think moms in general forget that like there has to be quality of life for both babies and every other person in the family. Yes, because I
0: think a lot of times when you become a mom, you like especially a brand new mom, you sort of like step into this new role and you just forget that like you have any sort of like needs that should also be met or be taken care of. And like you said, the quality of life for you and the baby is so important. So for people who don't not really know um, or may have some pre- preconceived notion that like sleep training is like just letting your baby cry it out, you shut the door and you walk away and you just let them scream for hours until they go to sleep. So like what is sleep training?
1: Well, it's not that (laughs) I can tell you that much. That like crushes my heart because no parent wants their baby just to cry and cry and cry, you know, that that breaks it in half. Um, But sleep training really is the act of like finding a few different things um, to get the best possible sleep for your baby. So Really, in all honesty, you should be—you shouldn't be just looking at like what the nighttime look looks like. It should—you should be looking at what the daytime looks like. Oh, good, so good, well, good, good. Yeah, tell us yeah, everything. Like, what does the nap schedules look like? Um, how often is baby sleeping during the day? What are the feedings looking like? Because if your six-month-old is hungry, there's no way they're going to sleep at night. Like we sleep terrible at night as adults if we're starving, hungry. Yeah. Um, so we look at, you know, feedings, their schedule, and then their circadian rhythm. So like as babies get older, their melatonin starts producing at a no- more normal level like uh, adults have. So there's different time frames that we can really focus on sleep training because it's like I said, it's totally not just crying it out. Like, let's get a good bedtime routine and let's check in on your baby. Let's make sure that we develop the trust so that they know it's okay to sleep, that they're safe and that they're loved. Mm-hmm. So, all of that really for me encompasses like the ability to sleep train and then having good sleep habits too.
0: Yeah. And I know you touched on like the melatonin gets starts producing a little bit later and like setting them up with their circadian rhythm. And I know for us, when we were sleep training Tommy. It was getting towards summer by that point. So the days are longer. Mm -hmm. So you're like, it needs to be dark in the room when he goes to sleep. And so we bought blackout, (laughs) like the paper blackout, like curtains from Lowe's that like accordion down that accordion down. And, um, we still use them to this day, you know, to Jack is six and Tommy is two, because I'm like, and now that we're like in Ohio, it's like freaking doesn't get dark till nine. And I put these fools to bed at seven. So I'm like, no, like it's nighttime in your room. And that's what it is. But it was a game changer, um, for us, especially like in those early days with Tommy. So, um, what, What would you say is, like, a good age to start sleep training? Um, uh, Or, like, what's the standard? Because I've heard that, like, before four or five months, there's really not a lot of point because they're not understanding that. And they just need that, you know, they need to be fed. And when they get up, they get up. And that's, like, what Mm -hmm. they require. So.
1: I mean, honestly, every kiddo is kind of different. Um, and, but I would say a general like mark would be about that four month age. Okay. Um, because that's when they're, it's all about their melatonin. So like a lot of people will, you know, with a newborn, expect their newborn to go down to bed at like seven and they're like, Oh my God, they're up like every two hours after that. Like what's happening. Yeah. And it's honestly just cause they want, they want to go to bed later. Like they're up to like eight, nine, sometimes 10 o'clock as newborns. Yeah because their sleep is so different. They have that like crazy active sleep and then they have that deep sleep where they can literally sleep through anything, you know? Yeah. Um, So I would really say that about that four month mark, some babies it's a little bit earlier and some it's a little bit later, but, um, and what,
0: yeah, no, no, no. no, Go. I was going to say, what age does that melatonin start producing for them?
1: Well, parents, it's about four or five months, because parents will start to notice, they'll be like, oh my gosh, they're so tired, and it's like 7, 7.30. Okay. If it's earlier, like, they'll start to notice that their baby wants to go to bed earlier and earlier. Okay. And so that's kind of, like, the perfect, like, magic number for any sleep, I mean, gosh, probably adults too, but it's like <laughs> 7 to 7 a.m., you know, it's like. Yeah. Let's go to bed. The sun should be going down. Right. And then, um, let's get up in the morning. The sun's risen and it's time to start our day.
0: Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you about this and cause I know that there's so many parents, you know, who struggle with this with the baby. And so with Jack, he never took a pacifier. He like discovered his thumb very early on and just sort of sucked on that. But like with Tommy, I, I used a pacifier like as a newborn and, Then when we transferred to him to his crib instead of like the bassinet in our room, like around four months, um, the pacifier kept falling out, and he swaddled. And even Mm -hmm. if he wasn't swaddled, I don't think he could figure out, you know, like I'm gonna pick this up and put this back in my mouth. And so he was waking up like every thirty minutes, like it would fall out, you know. And it was like I wasn't getting any sleep. And I know we worked. That's why I called you, and I was like in tears. I'm like you know, I called you so many times crying <laughs> so many times in tears. Cause when you're not sleeping and then you have a toddler to take care of, you know, it's just all the things, but what, I know you said that like, he's using it sort of like as a crutch to soothe. So mm-hmm. what do you, what do you suggest in that instance? Because I know that I have a lot of moms who I've, they're like, Oh, I'm like constantly getting up to put the pacifier in what mm-hmm. falls out. And, um, so what do you, what do you say with that?
1: Well, I mean, I guess with sleep training, like I definitely look at props. So sometimes the props, a pacifier, like you're talking about, sometimes yeah. it's boobs, sometimes it's, um, rocking and, you know, mom's arms, but with the pacifier, I mean, babies in general just have that natural, like desire to suck on things, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, some babies, it's definitely more than others. Like you said with Jack and, and Tommy, like the difference there, but I would say like you started to notice it was a problem because you were going in in there every like 10 minutes and you're like, oh my gosh, like, what is the problem with this pacifier? Um, So it's, I would say at that point is kind of when you start to realize like if they can suck on it and fall asleep and they're not waking up an hour later, just, and all they want to do is suck on the pacifier, then that's cool. Like use the pacifier, let them suck on it. Yeah. Um, But if it's becoming a problem, like you know, Natalie, it was like a problem for you. You're like, I'm literally not sleeping. Um, Then like, let's, let's figure out how we can change, either change the prop or just get rid of it altogether. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely like definitely no harm to it by all means. Like, like I said, babies just like love to suck. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, So it's just the timing of it. Like maybe we can introduce it earlier or like, you know, like I said, give, give them something else to, kind of try and phase out that passive.
0: Yeah. So I know for us, for anybody who's listening, who's like, Oh my gosh, this is me. Or like, I'm struggling Mm -hmm. with this. Like with your advice, we introduced like a lovey, like the little, you know, stuffed animal thing, um, like the cloth or whatever. And he, and then we bought him the Merlin suit (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and Stefan and I still crack up at that to this day because it's like this huge like sumo wrestler suit that they go in when they're kind of phasing out of being swaddled, which is usually wow. around that like four to five month, you know, yes. age, and tell so we
1: like such a chunk. In his I know
0: he was real. the chunk. He, he, you oh know, God. he still is, but like just this chunky little baby in this in this Merlin suit. <laughs> but I will tell you, you know, like it was hard to get him. You know, it took a few nights of like some crying and going in and soothing to get him off of the pacifier. But he. Mm-hmm. To, he really attached on to that lovey and we call it his baby. Um, yes. but he still he still has it. He still has the same baby to this day. He's two and a half and he needs it to like go to sleep. Like he he likes to like hold on to it by his face. It's soothing for him. And so he was yes. able to like fall asleep with his baby and be chill, you know? And then eventually he yeah. found his fingers and sometimes he'll suck on his little fingers. But I'm like, it was just like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm like in pacifier hell. And so it was making yeah. it so, cause you feel guilt as a mom, you're like, I need this kid to sleep. But then, you know, like, all the things.
1: Try and shove something back into your mouth. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. Cause it
1: doesn't feel, sometimes I think it doesn't feel like there's any other option. Yeah you know, it makes it, it's tough. Like it's tough trying to figure out what your baby can't talk to you. So it's like, what, like, what do they want half the time? You know?
0: Yes. So when would you say is not a good time to start like a sleep routine? Like I've heard, like, if you're going out of town or you're potty training or there's a new sibling coming. Mm -hmm. So like, are there like times when you're like, this is not a good ideal time to start?
1: Uh, I would say, yeah, like definitely. I wouldn't, I tell moms all the time, like, they're, they'll reach out and be like, my baby's eight weeks old and I need sleep. <laughs> and it's like, well, like, let's, let's focus on some other things because it's just not a good time. Like they're just yeah. not, their little bodies really, really aren't ready. Um, so really anything before that, like three, four month mark, I would say like, let's just hold on. Let's focus on some other things. Um, ideally when you start sleep training, it's like, It's good to have about two weeks and not, not that the plan will take, or that the entire coaching period will take two weeks, but it's to develop like consistency and develop the routine so that your baby knows what to expect because they, I mean, you see it in like babies and toddlers all the time. Like they pick up on those kinds of things so fast. Um, so it's really like if you're going out of town, I would hold off, but if you can be home for at least like 10 days to two weeks and kind uh-huh. of make sure that, you know, you're not going out to dinner late at night with your baby yeah, um, or, you know, you're not going to Disneyland like in the middle of the trip or, you know, something like yeah. that, that really like changes the routine that you're trying to develop. And by gosh, by all means, like after you've really gotten to place this training for your baby, like you can you have the ability to go and do things for sure.
0: Like yeah, you're not gonna
1: be, you know, like stuck in like nap jail or sleep jail for the yeah. rest of your life. Uh, but it's just getting to develop that habit for them. That's like yeah. so important.
0: And what would you say are like the benefits of sleep training a baby and can you sleep train a toddler?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, like I said, I mean, I feel like I keep going back to this. Because for some moms, like, whatever is working for them is, like, cool. Like, yeah. if they're only getting, like, an hour or two a time and they're fine with it, like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but some moms, it's like, you know, they're struggling. And it's – so, yes, sleep – the benefits of sleep training is, like, obviously for you as a mom, oh, my gosh. I think you feel a little bit sane again. Yes. Um, Oh, totally. You feel like you can see straight and like you can cope with things so much better. Uh, I feel like as soon as your baby's born, you're like, I don't know. You're just like kind of living on fumes for a while, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so your coping mechanisms are better for your baby. Uh, Oh man, they're able to grow when they actually, when babies sleep, like in those, once they start to really get into those, like that circadian rhythm, um, that's when they learn things. So a lot of times moms will, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I found her sitting up in bed, like in the middle of the night, like she'll yeah. she did. Um, and it's really because that's when like they're practicing things. Like they're able, their brains are able to learn different things that they can start to use during the day. Okay. Um, so, and on top of it too, like you have better sleep at night, you have lower stress levels, you have better sleep during the day, you're happier, they're able to learn more. Um, A lot of times they eat better. So, you know, it's just kind of, you know, sometimes it's like, is it the chicken or the egg? But, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just good sleep brings so much.
0: Yes. And I think, you know, even for adults, like when good sleep makes you feel like a new person the next day. So what... What would you say, I had a few, so I posted like a question box on Instagram and I had several moms write in and they're like, my toddler comes into our bed every night or my four-year-old or my four-year-old or my five-year-old, how do you get them to stay all night in their own bed? Yeah.
1: Yes. So you can sleep train a baby for sure. And toddlers, definitely. I feel like it's a little bit trickier because- yes, been you know, in they're, there. they're either climbing out of their crib or they're coming out of their beds. Um, but for them really, it's about developing trust because okay. they're smart enough to know that, you know, like if you don't come back when you say you're going to, they're going to know they're not going to trust you to ever come back. Okay. So for toddlers, it's really about developing trust. And I know Natalie, like for Jack, we did a chore chart for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, it's making bedtime fun for them. Like it's really giving them as many choices as possible, um, to develop a good routine again. Cause I think a lot of times let's say you have toddlers and maybe you have a newborn also, like you're kind of falling out of the routine that you had developed with your toddler.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's kind of getting back to really the basics and let's, it's like, okay, let's develop a chore chart, you know, let's brush our teeth. Let's do this. Let's only read one book tonight and have one drink of water. Um, and then let's let me sit by you. I'm going to sit by you for tonight, and then maybe in a few nights I'm going to sit by the door, because that's yeah. that, that's developing trust with your kiddo. Um, and it's saying that no matter what, I'm going to be here. But tomorrow night I might be a little bit further away, and maybe the next night I'm going to be in my bed while you're in your bed. But the, by the time you've gotten there, they have trusted that you're you're around, right? Yeah. So that's to me that's like the biggest with toddlers. I mean, there's always something that's going to probably pop up <laughs> because they're I, just, they're crazy. They're crazy. I know.
0: Well, I think that helped us too. Like, I remember you, you did help us with Jack too, cause he was getting out of his bed and wanting to come into our bed and then with the baby being born and all of that. And so we did take your advice and we bought the hatch little sound machine with like the alarm clock on it. And so he knows, and we use that to this day. He's six, like when the light is red, that's like nighttime and you have your nighttime sound that comes on. And then in the morning when the light turns green is when you can come out of your room. Um, so that was helpful. And we did do like a little dollar store prize bag with him. So like every night that you stay or every morning you stay in your room until the light turns green, you can pull something out of the surprise bag. And we went to the dollar Mm -hmm. store, you know, or you can do experiences with your kids if you don't want to do dollar store stuff. But I thought that that advice from you was really helpful because he was coming out of his bed at like five in the morning.
1: early. I think your kids are just early risers. I
0: know, because I'm like, literally, I know I put that in. I told you I was going to ask you this, but and like, Tommy is two and a half and he was coming into our bed every night. He'd bring his own pillow and he had his baby and he would just climb in and go to sleep. And I was like, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like I thought you were my last, I thought he was my last baby. So I was savoring it. Aww. Okay. <laughs> but, but now he sleeps in his own bed all night until like 5 AM or five thirty AM. And then he's up and he's like, I go downstairs. We go downstairs. Like he's not down to go back to sleep. So I'm like, and I don't know if he's, hes I feel like he's too mm-hmm. young to grasp the, like, mm-hmm. stay in your room till the light turns green. He's not down for that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I definitely, because I saw that question from you and I feel like, I mean, you definitely could start implementing the light for sure. Yeah. I love those. I mean, really any light, like the hatch is obviously like one of my favorites, but um, there's like a wake to grow alarm clock and so many different things, but it's like the color of the. Of the light for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you can definitely start to introduce that with Tommy. Like there's no harm. It's hard. Cause like two to three, they're still so young. Like prizes don't really work. Yeah. They just don't understand a lot. But, um, I think for Tommy, it would be like changing his naps. Okay. So maybe we Cause can he
0: naps at like, usually he fell asleep early today, of course, but, um, he usually naps like 1130 to 130 like he'll usually do like a two hour nap one and a half hours to two hour nap
1: yeah so I would there I mean it's kind of two different things you could turn the lights on in his room and like turn off his sound machine half an hour early mm-hmm. so like because you don't want to just like go in and like wake him up cold turkey they don't love that um, usually they're very crabby afterwards because usually they're getting woken up in the middle of like a, a sleep cycle mm-hmm so if you though if you let him come out of it naturally, he might wake up a little bit earlier. Okay. So there's that option, but also you could even try putting him to bed half an hour later.
0: Okay. <laughs> I yeah. knew you were. I was like, I hope you weren't going to say that, but I knew that that was probably no, coming. No, I, I know. I, I, mean, both my kids. Jack is six. You know, like I said, Tommy's two, and they go to bed at seven every night because it's like that's my time.
1: Uh huh.
0: You know, because I'm home with them yeah. all day, and these fools are up at like five thirty a.m. So I'm like, I look forward to seven. House is quiet, but mm. I could, I could push it to seven mm. thirty and see what, what happens.
1: Well, you could try that or just try, like I said, just kind of shutting off the sound machine and letting him during his nap and letting uh-huh. him wake up a little bit earlier naturally. Okay. Um, okay. Because now that he's <laughs> for so long, you're like, okay, more sleep, more sleep, more sleep. And then they get older and they don't need as much sleep. Okay. So he might, I think that's why he might be waking up a little bit early on the early side because he is getting a lot of sleep Yeah. Throughout, in that, in that 24 hour period.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to ask you like how like for moms out there how important are naps at specific times for the success of the nighttime sleep.
1: Yes. So, like getting
0: your baby on like a nap schedule nap. or whatever so you can have more success at night to get a longer
1: stretch. Yes. So I mean obviously the goal right is to be <laughs> quote unquote perfect. Um, yes. You know, it's never happens, but obviously you would like, if you could live it in a perfect world, like get your baby down for a nap at the same time every day and have them sleep the same amount every day. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just silly and doesn't actually exist. So I think just getting like quality nap times, like obviously try your best to keep on the schedule, but it's more important about the quality of the nap. So sure. Maybe you laid your baby down at nine but they only slept for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they cried for the first 45 minutes. Ugh. So mm-hmm. like, let's, let's like, like readjust your, your schedule, you know, like maybe take your baby in a carrier nap or maybe take them in the car cause they love the car and you know, they're going to sleep for an hour.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it's ideal, but the, the actual like habit of getting sleep during the day Will decrease their cortisol levels at nighttime okay which decreases stress so they can actually like have that melatonin levels rise appropriately and then they can actually fall asleep and stay in those like those deeper sleep cycles throughout the night mm-hmm. um, and then they can't do that like if they don't nap during the day they can't do that and moms see that all the time they're like oh my gosh maybe we didn't nap they're so tired and they're sleeping terrible Mm-hmm. Um, and it all comes down to nap time. So schedules are great. Um, and I, like I actually have on my website, which we can talk about later, but I have yeah. like a, wake, a wake time schedule for like the first year of life, which is my absolute favorite. It is so yeah. freaking
0: helpful because there's so many examples. Like if your baby wakes at six, this, these are the ideal nap times. If your yes. baby wakes at seven, these are the ideal nap times. Well, Real quickly, where can people find you on your website? What is your website? And I'll put it, I'll put the link to it in the show notes of this episode, too.
1: Yeah. So I have it's, it's, oh gosh, it feels so long. It's like themamacoach.com um, backslash coaches and then backslash Jessica dash Thorne. Okay.
0: No, no worries. If you are taking notes and you wrote that down, you're good for you. And, or you can just (laughs) scroll down to the bottom of this episode and I'll put a link for her website. And I know that I've referred so many moms to you who've become your clients because it's just truly has been like, Truly life changing to like get sleep, get on a schedule. I'm somebody who thrives on a schedule. I know some people are like, oh, I don't like a schedule. I like to just like come and go and put my baby down whenever. And it's like, if you're like me and you like a schedule, yeah. I freaking thrived off of doing that and having the help of you and like, hey, this didn't work, and you know, bouncing ideas off of you and you, you were just so helpful and so available to me, and you, and I think you just listened to me cry, and I felt seen <laughs> and heard by someone. It's like, yes, you can cry to your husband and do all the things, but they like don't truly understand, yeah. you know, like another no. mom, like another mom does. So it was so so good. Um, I'm
1: so glad you felt that way. Because no, it's...
0: yes, I did. That's why I was like, Oh my God, I have to get you on the podcast because I think that oh. no matter what, what you feel about sleep, like you, you need it. And it is like so important yeah. to like, to, to find a, a rhythm or a routine that works for you, That's um, and awesome. your baby.
1: I think it's important too, Natalie to know, like for other mamas out there, like there's no one good way to sleep. Like, yes, you know, I had a client who, you know, talked to me, reached out and she was like, I don't know what to do. We're all sharing a room in my mother-in-law's house. And she was like, the baby screams all night long. Oh gosh. And it's like, it's okay. Like you guys can share a room. We can figure it out without him screaming all night for him to sleep, you know? And, yeah. and we did. And it was beautiful. It was like a beautiful thing. And it's... I think as like a sleep coach, like that's what I want for you, for any mom out there. Like I want, <clears throat> excuse me, I want them to be like happy and feel full and feel like what they're doing is a good choice because a lot of times it feels like it's not. Um, but like like you said, like sleep is so important and the ability to, I don't know, like feel clear minded again and um, just yes. like embrace it all with sleep under your belt is. It's so important. It makes me so happy when people get there. Yes.
0: And I think what you said earlier in the episode about like, you're able to like deal with things better when you've had sleep, you know, like losing patience with the other kids or, you know, at your baby or at your spouse or, you know, just like having that extra bit of rest for everyone in the house makes such a difference. Before we, um, wrap up here, I wanted to know, would you walk us through some examples of maybe like a client you've worked with and like what their sleep training program looked like, or just so just for somebody who's never like thought of using a sleep training program, yeah. and what does that sort of look like if somebody wanted to work with you?
1: yeah, absolutely so um at first i like i mean if a mama reaches out like I love just to have like a free like 15 20 30 minute I don't know sometimes I just keep chatting but just a phone call because like I want to know what your goals are you know yeah um like maybe like your goals are to still like co-sleep with your baby but you don't want them on like breastfeeding all night yeah you don't want your baby latched onto your boob all night long Mm -hmm. and that's okay like that's totally doable or maybe you want your baby in their crib all night long you know you don't mind crying so like that's fine but um you know, like, let's, I want to hear what your goals are because every mom is different. Every baby's different. Um, which I think is a beauty about this. Like, it's not just like a one, a one plan fits all like every person's individual. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to do like a little chat first. And then, um, once we move ahead, it's about like a two week plan with, um, phone calls and emails. I always love to, if you're local in the area, Um, I love to like come out to your house and see like what your baby's sleep space looks like. Is it optimal for promoting good sleep? Um, I love to like hear your schedule and even meet your little one. It's like the sweetest thing ever. Mm That was so adorable. Um, And then we kind of go from there. So it's like phone calls. I'll get you a sleep plan going on. We have emails, daily emails. Um, So I'm really here for you a lot and um, you can always bounce questions off of me. And we can kind of tailor the plan to a little bit to, um, like I said, get it exactly to what you want, because ultimately I'm a coach for you, right? Like I want, I want to give you the ability to be able to implement these things even like two years later down the road, or maybe it's a week later and your baby's sick, or maybe they're teething or, you know, yeah, yeah. there's so many different things, which, um, I love to like, look up, look at and think at, but.
0: Yeah. And I found that to be so helpful with us too, because I initially called you because I'm like, okay, Tommy's not sleeping through the night. He's so chunk, you know, like I feed him a ton and his pacifiers falling out, all the things. And then, you know, we really looked at, okay, let's back up a little bit. And like, what does nap schedule look like? How Mm -hmm. long is he sleeping? What's the quality of those naps? And then like setting him up in the room to have it dark and like, you know, all the things. So I, you just do such a great job at like Cause you don't know that as if, when you become a mom, it's not like you're like, okay, I know how to like perfectly get them good quality of sleep. And this is why they're w- not waking up at night and all the things. So it, I always am yeah. such an advocate. That's why I started this podcast, like raising a healthy family. Isn't just about eating. It's about all the things that come with raising mm-hmm. kids and yourself in that process. So I think it's just like uh, so important.
1: Absolutely. I think all of us moms like lose ourselves for a bit. Yes. Because we're so focused on all of our energy going to something else. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So if we can like reintroduce some quote unquote normalcy. And I think a lot of that just comes with good sleeping at nighttime. Yes. So it's, it's, that's why I love it so much. Like it makes me so happy when moms call me like two days later and they're like, please, like. I cannot believe, like, why didn't I do this sooner? Like, I just slept for eight hours, or I just slept for six hours. Yeah. Um, you know, and, like, the baby's happy, and, you know, they're they're going down to bed at a reasonable time and not waking up at three and four and five and six in the morning.
0: Yes. Um, yes. No, it's so, so true. No um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like this is so important for all Moms, um, and I know we did your website link where people could reach you, and I'll put that in the show notes. Is there anything you wanted to add about working with you or what you offer? Or did um, we or did we cover it?
1: I think we covered quite a bit. I mean, I can obviously like, if you post my website, that's awesome. Um, I'm also on Instagram too, so we can post that, but okay, just reach out. Like I'm available. Um, What's your Instagram handle? Oh, geez. Um, I always have to look.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have that posted too. I think yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll post it. Um, let me see. I have it right here. It's the mama thorn. Perfect. Perfect. So, perfect.
0: Easy, easy. But um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I love meeting people in person. I can also do it virtual, which is awesome, especially in this day and age. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I guess I just want mamas to know, like, it's okay. You know, like it's, you'll, you're in this stage right now. And if you need help, I'm totally here for you. If you just want to chat and cry, I am here for you because I've probably been there.
0: Yes. Yes. And you have three kids.
1: Yeah. I have three kids and, you know, I've also seen like the medical side too. So this doesn't, this isn't just for, you know, families that you know, are at home. And maybe if you feel like you have this regular pattern of life, like this can also be for medically fragile children or um, kiddos that maybe you're dealing with other situations in or outside of the home. Like it's because it's so individualized. It's not just a broad, um, it's not just a broad plan for every, for, you know, one and done. Like, yeah, it's individual to you and your family. So Um, If you need sleep, if it's, if it's a situation for you and you need help, I'm totally here for you. And um, I'm so glad Natalie, that we were able to chat and, you know, that your boys are still sleeping decently. So. <laughs> yes,
0: Yes, <laughs> I know. Possible. What I've come to surrender is that like this will just be like life for right now. Um but yeah, no, we got Jack sleeping in his room like all night long and waiting for his little light to turn green and then come out. But I thought that that was really good what you mentioned for those people who are struggling with their toddler coming in and out as like that feeling that like security or like knowing that you're there. So like each night at bedtime you move a little bit closer to the door and letting them know. And so um I know and I just for some reason just give birth to early risers. So (laughs) I know I really do. Oh my gosh. Well thank you so so much for your time and I just adore you and think that the work you do is so important. I'm so glad that you're able to come on.
1: Oh thank you so much Natalie it was my pleasure.